Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, November 12th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? Happy uh, one day belated Veterans Day to all the veterans out there and all the animals you care for, beavers, lizards, uh, dugongs. What a cool animal. You know, I was just, I was watching some Pokemon earlier. And, you know, obviously some of those Gen 1 in particular, but really most Pokemon, not not most, but I, I, I'm sure it exists across generations. Uh, the, some of the, those Pokemon have really unoriginal names, such as Seal and Dugong. Those are two aquatic Pokemon creatures that literally are the exact same name as their animal counterparts just spell differently pronounce the same pretty much look the same it's just like there's only you know in generation one there's only 151 pokemon okay there's not like they're writing the old testament over here got to come up with thousands of great jewish names like i don't know i was gonna say hamlet (laughs) He's not from the Bible. Um, Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus. I think that's a New Testament name. Habakkuk. And uh, Nehemiah. Oh, there's a good one. Nehemiah. We were just, I was just watching the uh, Ryan and Christian old friends of the podcast. Uh, check out their old show, the uh, Car Ride Convos podcast. They're, they're uh, streaming on Twitch these days. Currently Animal Crossing. I've actually got it up right in front of me on mute as I'm recording this podcast. And we were talking a little bit earlier about homeschool basketball tournaments down in Oklahoma and volleyball ones in Omaha, Nebraska, and how Oklahoma and Nebraska are definitely two big homeschooling states. And I bet you would find a lot of good names. You you show up to one of those tournaments, you're going to you're going to find a Nehemiah. Um, definitely you know, Josh or Joshua is a good biblical name, but there's also a Jeshua, right? I'm pretty sure we have a, a family friend from uh, from back around Rockford who married a Jeshua, J-E-S-H-U-A. In fact, I think there was some, I'm not even joking, I think it was something where like one of the sisters married a Jeshua and one of them married a Joshua, and I don't know if they had the same last name or what, but apparently they weren't related. I don't know. It was, it was a very, very Christian-sounding homeschool sort of thing. So, you got yeah, you got your Nehemiahs, your Joshes, your Jeshes, your Heshes. Ham? Wasn't, didn't Noah have a son named Ham? That's one that really hasn't, uh, hasn't stuck around as much. But, you know, the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings have a fullback, C.J. Ham. What if they named him Ham Ham? <laughs> it's like like little Bam Bam, but Ham Ham. Ham. Uh, shout out to Sherry Shepard. Thanks, everyone, for listening to my show. And hello to my friends in Pakistan, Karachi, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass. How are you? What's going on? We're using our brand-new Samson Q2U series. It doesn't have a bunch of weird crap on the handle, which is really cool. Unidentifiable crap. That would be a good slogan for this show. <laughs> Unidentifiable crap. 
But I appreciate everyone tuning in. Listener discussion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Top Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Although I will mention that uh, I I uh, am. I got. To, I don't know why I used that conjunction to get to this part of my phrase. I'm sipping on some whiskey. I believe it's Woodford Reserve. It was a gift from my brother and my sister-in-law. Shout out to Walter and Kelly Furness. Um, I got an email this morning from Kelly Furness, and it it kind of shocked me to see it. You know, she's she was boy up and at him with the. You know, changing the email name, usernames, and in, in Facebook, and uh, you know the MySpace, and presumably PayPal, and and all sorts of things. Um, not even going for the the uh, the um, the hyphen or anything. We're just going right to Furnace. That's a that's a really interesting point. And this is, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, you know, before. Something to talk about with uh, with. Uh, Hashtag girlfriend of the podcast, Rachel Ramos. But it's uh, I, uh, antiquated is not the word I want to use because that has a negative connotation in terms of, you know, a female marrying a male, changing her last name to the male's last name. I don't know how I feel about it. I, you know, at the end of the day, it's the sort of thing where, like, I am going to obviously completely accept and respect whatever my, you know, partner chooses that she wants to do. But I got to tell you, if, it, if like, I was making the choice and I'm not, but if I was the one making the choice, I think I kind of, you know, prefer like the keeping the last name or maybe the hyphen like my mom's doing, Dr. Jane Dennison Furness. Um, I don't know. It just, it's, it's such a strange concept to me and there's nothing wrong with it. And this is what I grew up on, but it's, and at this stage in my life, it feels like such a strange concept to um, like live your life for 30 years and then all of a sudden decide to just, like, have a different name. I mean, hey, you know, Malcolm X did it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it. But uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a, a unique conversation. It's not really good or bad. It's just kind of, a, 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 a I think, an interesting and intriguing sort of cultural thing. And I, I you might be asking yourself if you're listening, well, Quinn, you took... A class, your sophomore year of college at DePaul University, the history of marriage. You should know about all this stuff and be able to explain it live on air to the listeners, but I'm sorry, I can't. I distinctly remember, well, the only things I remember from that course, because I was 19, okay, this is seven, eight years ago, whatever. Um, The only thing I remember from that course is that we read the book Passing, which every once in a while comes up on Jeopardy, and so I always nail it. Uh, when that happens, it's a great book. You should read it. If you are you know, familiar with the Mark Twain novel, Puddinghead Wilson, it's a kind of a similar sort of thing. But passing is great. And then I just recall, like, like many modern 21st century college classes, on your learning management system at DePaul, we use something called Desire to Learn, but you might be familiar with, with platforms such as Blackboard, canvas etc discussion board posts okay it's it's a it's a common common feature but for for whatever reason i don't know if if anyone else has experienced something like this but my this was my only class i believe that did something like this the basically the these message boards were like reddit threads that you could upvote or downvote 
And so every week, and I am fairly certain that I was one of maybe like four or five people in this, you know, 30 person class who actually gave two shits about this. But I, I was like king of those upvotes. Okay. In terms of like my post did super well. Um, and it definitely turned into this sort of thing where like, I really didn't care at all about the content or anything like that, but I had to get that sweet, sweet upvote, that delicious, tasty karma dribbling down my chin and uh so yeah i did a lot of that and i played a lot of online risk in that course in the back of the class and certainly like stopped paying attention to lectures halfway through it's it's the sort of thing and going you know tying this up back to my original point like the history of marriage you think about it it's actually like for me as a social scientist as my you know graduate studies like that's a really interesting kind of concept um i think a lot of it comes down to one i was 19 didn't care about the class all that stuff in terms of just like how it's presented to uh, my teacher was fine but like definitely not you know one of those adjuncts who like just kind of shows up does a pre-prepared lecture and that's about it so um a little bit a little bit of everything going on there but it's a very very unique concept we spent a lot longer on that than i wanted to there's there's not a a, a a huge theme to today's show. There's no central thing going on. Just a, you know, round, a, a little bit of a housewives roundup, which is going to be worth it. I promise you're going to want to listen to this roundup because it's we we have officially entered the Jen uh, Shaw oh shit moment, uh, which is amazing, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. Um, I also want to mention it's snowing outside. Okay, although it's actually for now it has stopped. But it's about 3.55 in the afternoon right now, about 45 minutes ago or so. It went from, like, nothing, and people have been, you know, talking about it, like, oh, it's going to snow in Chicago today. And I was like, well, maybe. And then all of a sudden, it was, like, kind of looked like a wet rain a little bit, and it was definitely blowing. It's been very windy here in Chicago. And then for maybe about five minutes, we got the, like, Kris Kringle, North Pole, like, big fluffy white flakes coming down for just, like, five minutes, which is fine. And none of it has stuck or anything now. It's just, you know, all wet and windy outside. Um, but I, I tell you what, November 12th, mark your, mark your calendars. First snowfall of, uh, of the season here in Chicago. And it's going to be dark in, like, 30 minutes because we have officially hit daylight savings time. Rachel and I, we didn't we didn't really do much with this other than just like sleep a lot, but Rachel and I had the unique privilege uh, of having a 26-hour day while we were in uh, this past Sunday. How do you like that? And here's, you're thinking, Quinn, you're crazy. There's 24 hours in a day. What's going on? Here, I'll break it down for you. And it would have been even better if we like started in Malaysia and ended in Hawaii or something, flying east to west, because obviously that's the most efficient way to do it. But basically, with the daylight savings time ending, you move your clock back one hour, and then we flew from the eastern time zone to the central time zone, and uh, so you gain back one hour there. And so when all said and done, I know you math nerds at home are, are calculating this up. That's 26 hours. And, uh, yeah, we didn't do a ton other than some brunch... And uh, spent some some quality time in LaGuardia, the only type of time there is. And uh, plane was delayed a little bit, but 
Got home and had some Thai food and watched Housewives. And boy, what a perfect segue. Not even planned. Okay, but here's the thing. So you will remember back in, I think this was February or March of this year. So part of this season, early on in the season. Uh, Jen Shah, while while Real Housewives was filming for season two, which began about two months ago here, Jen Shah was arrested. It was obviously a national headline. She was arraigned. Uh, Rachel and I even had the privilege of joining her, uh, her, I think it was her arraignment hearing or deposition or whatever it's called. I don't know. You know, she hasn't gone on trial yet, not till actually this next March. So still like four months away. But we got to the the first day. It was supposed to be a Zoom thing, but it was a public link in the you know Utah court, or I think it was New York. Actually, I don't I don't recall. The Zoom link crashed, and then the second day it was just like a phone number that you could dial into, and so we did that. I distinctly remember we were working at uh, her parents' house, uh, Rachel's, not Jen Shaw's, in the suburbs, and listened to that for like an hour with a ton of tech issues. If you've been watching the Rittenhouse trial this week, and I've. Uh, pretty much consistently had it on nine to five when it's been going, uh, you know, watching when I'm just like at my desk doing other stuff because it's been really interesting. Well, if you think that that one has had tech issues, uh, which in my opinion hasn't been that bad, but boy, it makes the Jen Shai hearing we listen to like look like they're tech gods up there in Kenosha. Okay. So the point being, we knew that at some point, in this season, season two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we were going to get to the Jen Shah arrest. And they teased it at the very beginning, you know, first episode. We obviously knew we weren't going to start there, but they just teased the moment. So basically, we end there in this episode. It's a 90-minute episode. You might be wondering, like, well, what do they do before that? If you're wondering if they could show you something crazier than the Jen Shah arrest moment they can and it comes in a a little brown package by the name of mary m cosby okay so we've known about mary she is a preacher at a church that she runs more or less with her husband who's also her step-grandfather named robert senior and so basically mary's mary's maternal uh, mary's grandmother her blood grandmother passed away and when she was the matriarch of this church, Robert Sr. Senior is the patriarch and still is. But when grandma passed away, Mary Sr. married her, her step-grandfather. It's not her biological grandfather, but her step-grandfather, Robert Sr. So as you can imagine, there's like a 30-some year age difference, I believe. It's very strange. We've gone through all of that on the show before. But we, we got a lot of, uh, well, you'll re- recall the episode before, there was a young gentleman who had a conversation with Meredith, and we learned that he had left the church, left Mary's church, and he had some very um, kind of shocking revelations that he, he didn't reveal on camera, and now he's, he's dead. Um, no one really knows what happened. I mean, at first it was like, oh, maybe Mary did it because he had stuff to say about her. And at first it was kind of like, oh yeah, that's, you know, humorous. Now it's like, I legit subscribe to that. I don't even know if it's, you, that's calling that a conspiracy theory is even too far. Like this is a realistic, uh, realistic 
cause of death, in my opinion. So he's gone now. He's out of the picture. Unfortunately, rest in peace. And we learn at the start of this episode that basically when Mary's grandmother passed away, her mom felt that it was like the mom's birthright or just right in general, if you don't want to be so weird about it, to like take over this church. And any rational, regular, normal person listening to this would hear that and say, yeah, that makes sense. My mom passed away. So like now I'm going to do I will inherit this church, this business. Because it is a business. Like, don't give me that crap. And basically, I don't know how it all shook out, but Mary, like, usurped the throne, and her mom got pissed off, understandably, and now Mary hasn't talked to her mom or, you know, one or, or multiple of her siblings in, like, 25 years ever since that happened. Okay, so that's already, like, I mean, we knew Mary was was off, but now it's, like, becoming more clear what happened. And then, you know, there's some other things that happened in this episode to be honest, like last week, Jenny's only in it for like the first five minutes and that's it because she wasn't invited to this big brouhaha. Mary, and I really encourage you to just straight up watch this episode because it was damn good television. I mean, this season went from like, okay, this has been okay to like, wow, this is one of the best things I've ever seen on television. I'm not exaggerating. Mary hosts this party, this luncheon. She loves hosting these themed luncheons and the theme this year or this date, you try to figure this one out because I still can't, was Italian streetwear. I don't know what that means. No one knows what that means. Mary certainly doesn't know what that means. I doubt Mary has been to Italy. And so she hosts. Okay, MacBook crapping out second week in a row. I'm back. So who was invited to this luncheon? There's six people there. It's the OGs. It's Meredith. Heather, Whitney, Lisa, Mary, and Jen, okay? So the new one's not there. This is cast of season one. And leading up to this is basically like, okay, Mary is calling everyone, FaceTiming everyone, because you got to FaceTime when, um, you know, when you're inviting people. It's good for the cameras, okay? So she's FaceTiming everyone, being like, come, you know, come to this party, and everyone's like, okay, and she FaceTimes uh, Whitney, Whitney Wild Rose, and Whitney doesn't pick up, excuse me, because she's driving her kids home from school or something to that effect. And Mary freaks out. She calls her like four times in a row and is like, wow, Whitney's ghosting me. Mind you, this is all in the span of like, whatever, five minutes. She's, Whitney's driving her children home from school. And Whitney texts her back two hours later being like, hey, what's up? So Mary doesn't respond. Mary ghosts her because she didn't respond to her four FaceTime calls in the span of five minutes. And so the point that I'm getting to here is that Mary sends every lady a personalized invitation, which is like, okay, now you sort of understand what Mary spends her time on. So she sends them an example for each one of like, you should, you know, you should consider dressing like this because it's Italian streetwear. Okay. But she, I'm not kidding you. She sends Whitney a personalized invitation, but it's like slutty stripper clothes, which is just like, okay, like, haha, but this is kind of weird too. Cause like, I don't actually know what I'm supposed to wear. So like, what, what's your message here? Whatever. So then all the ladies show up to this thing. And first, it's Mary's, you know, finds Whitney, and she's like, oh, you notice you didn't wear the outfit I, I sent for you or told you to wear. 
And Whitney is like, oh, yeah, I, I thought it was a joke. You know, it's kind of like, not kind of, it's definitely awkward. And Mary says, like, oh, yeah, it was a joke, but I'm, I'm mad you didn't do it. What What is that? I mean, there's a whole bunch of weird cult stuff going on with Mary and her church, but just from, like, an interpersonal perspective, like, this is not normal, and it's it's not even the opposite of normal. It's some sort of third-dimensional, I have no idea, like, what is this person? She is nuts. And so, basically, like, this whole luncheon, as anything Mary M. Cosby touches is a disaster. First, like, Jen is trying to compliment her on something. Mary's, like, talking over her. Then Whitney's, like, Jen, or uh, Mary, Jen is trying to say something nice to you. Then Mary snaps at Whitney, who has been, like, kind of like how Heather is with, like, Jen, like, way too chummy sometimes. Whitney has definitely been way too chummy with, with, Je- or with Mary at times, just, like, not calling her on her bullshit. And so then Mary freaks out at Whitney, and Whitney's like, oh, hell no. So she walks out. Meredith goes to corral her. Meredith always the, the uh, diffuser in these situations, like a good tea diffuser, brings her back. And Whitney's like, I just, you know, I don't know, like, why you snapped at me. Like, I thought, you know, like, friends don't do that. And Mary, I swear to God, is like, we're not friends. Or, like, I, don't, I didn't think we were friends in that way. And it's like, oh, man. So, you know, at this point, like, Lisa is just happy that some heat has, has been taken off of her because, like, she's definitely been in the crosshairs early. Um, there, You know, there's stuff going on with other ladies, too, but this is really, like, this was the, you know, crazy stuff. Um, then, so, the episode before, we learned that Meredith was going to have a sweet hookup for this, you know, huge Airbnb in Vail. She was supposed to go with Seth and Brooks and Chloe and whomever else is there, but they couldn't make it one reason or another. So here we're getting to the sort of cliffhanger moment. We, they all assemble in the car. There's five of them, I believe. Jenny is not there. She's like, no, 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 sorry. Mary is not there. Mary's like, I'm taking a private jet, something like that. But we definitely have Whitney, Lisa... Heather, I think Meredith is there, and Jen, and Jenny. So I think it's maybe six of them. I think it's just maybe Mary, Mary's not there. I, I, I'm trying to recall. The only thing you need to know before they all, you know, they're basically getting in a van to drive to Vail from Utah, which I don't know how far that is. feels like kind of a long drive. But there were some fantastic Emmy nomination worthy editing going on earlier in this episode because Jen Shaw and her assistant Stu Chains who got nailed and flipped on Jen Shaw when he got arrested they go on a, a private snow shoeing walk through the woods they're having all these deep conversations about like how hard they've worked and how much they've accomplished and I'm pretty sure at this point that like Jen Shaw maybe is not having a physical affair with Stu Chains, but like definitely an emotional affair. And I don't, I can't believe that Sharif is still married to her. Whatever, yada, yada, yada. So they set this up perfectly. Here's what happens so they're all in the van, they're outside of Beauty Lab, which is Heather's company, in the parking lot. And Jen Shaw gets a call. She gets really quiet, 
Looks like she just saw a ghost. And she asks Whitney to turn off her mic. Then Jen Shaw announces to the cast that Sharif has internal bleeding and he's in the emergency room and she has to go. And everyone obviously is like, oh my gosh, like, are you okay? Like, can we do anything? And Jen Shaw's like, I will, you know, text you. I just have to go now. And it's like, okay. So she gets in her truck and drives away. And literally, I think it's like five minutes later. This is an amazing camera angle. Fantastic work. Bravo. Bravo to you. They ain't, you're, you're watching the ladies inside of this van. It's kind of like an upper angle. And outside, you can see the windows on either side. You see the cops, the feds, Homeland Security, like, coming into the camera view. It's absolutely spectacular. They're like, where is Jen Shaw? Where is Jen Shaw? Heather goes out there. She's talking to him. At first, the ladies are like, oh, my gosh, what a great prank. And then they're realizing, like, oh, shit, like, this is actually happening. And it's just fantastic. The feds leave to go hunt her down. The episode ends. It's just like, I am so excited for Sunday night because then literally afterwards on the, you know, it's called uh, Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen's like post-game show essentially. Uh, He was saying like next week, a.k.a. this Sunday's episode of Housewives Salt Lake City is a top five Housewives episode of all time. And Andy Cohen is like the, the, like, head honcho over at Bravo. So he, he like, knows his stuff. So, yeah. Uh, It's crazy. And obviously, you know, I don't like to spend my entire show watching about real, or uh, ranting and raving about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but, like, this is the moment, you know, we've been waiting to watch for, I don't know, eight months now, nine months, something like that. So I, I felt that it was worthy of further discussion. It's, it's spectacular. Jen Shaw's going down, and next, hopefully, they'll take down Mary because she is, like, clearly, not only is she, like, probably doing some shady stuff with her church, but also, like, clearly just an awful person. Okay, it's one thing to be, like, del- you can be delusional and be dirty and stuff, but, like, she's just, like, terrible interpersonal skills and stuff, too. She literally, like, checks off all the boxes of, like, the worst things about people. So... They're, uh, Jen, Jen Shaw and Mary, I, I both hope get exactly what's coming to them. And, uh, that's, that's all I got to say about that. I promise. Uh, kind of a quiet week, a lot of work, but definitely gearing up for Thanksgiving, which is only 13 days away. I think I, I got to try out this fireplace sometime soon. I, I have some logs. I should get some more from like Home Depot or something. Is that where you buy logs for your fireplace? I don't know. It's a like actual old-fashioned wood fireplace. Haven't had one of those since I moved out of the house at 18. So, yeah, I think we're going to check that out. Real cold here in Chicago, but still running. Lots of uh, knee issues, but that's just, you know, working that out one day at a time. A lot of tune blast. And, hey, the Bulls are kicking ass. DePaul won. Wichita won. So, uh you know, just like not a lot of complaints. I'm definitely ready for holiday season. I listened to some Christmas music today, just a couple songs. Uh, like Jane Lynch, her Christmas, her swinging little Christmas uh, album, a couple, couple tracks off of that. And I've uh, been listening to uh, 
been kind of going through a throwback. Here's the last thing I'll mention. Uh, this will be a brief episode, and I didn't really have much to say. I apologize. Um, and I wanted to to thank everyone, if in case I missed it before, but thanks everyone who supported our uh, 200th episode last week and has always supported this show. Uh, you know, four seasons, a lot of fun. We're only, what, six episodes or something like that away from season five? That's crazy. I got to I gotta get a photo shoot lined up here so we have the, the, the season five cover. I don't have anything planned yet. Um, I was thinking about Vitruvian Man, but Rachel uh, boycotted. So I told her I wouldn't be completely nude. It did not change her mind. Um, what I was going to say is I was listening, you know, and I'm still listening, and now it's like deeply ingrained into my YouTube algorithm just after a couple of days, but... Uh, a, a shout out to the uh, debut album by Foster the People Torches, which I think turns, is it this year that it turns 10? Something like that. Uh, just, man, what a kick-ass album. Like, one of those albums you can just turn on, even the even the extended edition, it's like an hour long, but just every single one of those tracks is a total banger. It's, man, that's a good album. If you've never listened to Foster the People Torches, um, it was their first album. They only have three, I think. But go check it out. Go give it a listen. You'll you'll be glad you did. What man? What a spectacular record that was. Um, and then last night I watched a live stream down at Fulton Street Collective, which is a, a local Chicago kind of music venue slash bar, I believe. But it's kind of on the west side. It's just not easy to get to for me. But they did a 50th anniversary cover of Madman Across the Water by Elton John. Um, which if you don't know it, amazing album also. And I know I, you know, keep using that word, but like, Hey, it's, uh, you know, got tiny dancer on it. It's got leave on, on it. You might be less familiar with songs like, you know, Indian sunset and, uh, razor face, all the nasties, rotten peaches, goodbye. But like, it's a great album, so definitely go listen to that as well. Um, yeah, Madman Across the Water turns 50 uh, this year. And Elton John, that, that old British bastard, he's still going. He's got a number one, number one song in the country right now, Elton John. And people are going out there to bars playing his playing you know the 50th anniversary of, not even like his first album, I think it was his... I, I mean, 1971, he'd already released like five or six records by then, you know, Empty Sky, the eponymous album, uh, his live album, Friends. In fact, I think Madman was his third album of 1971 already. So, yeah, I mean, Goodbye Yellowbrook, Goodbye Yellowbrook Road, is that 1970? Was that even before that? Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is an album. No, it's 1973. So, so Madman is probably like his four, his fifth album or something like that. But yeah, hell, hell of a record. Those two. If you're looking for a little listening this week, um, everyone knows Tiny Dancer, but you probably know, don't know the album Madman Across the Water. Um, and then uh, Foster the People Torches. Completely different uh, albums, obviously, but both spectacular. Uh, that's what I got for you because I'm going to shower up and meet uh, a little friend for a beverage between work and and uh and supper here trudge trudge through the snow although it's it's it certainly has stopped but 
Yeah, that's what I got for you, everyone. I know this was kind of a low-key episode. Hopefully, you're just kind of having those low-key pre-holiday vibes. Stay away from those Black Friday uh, commercials and ads and stuff. You know, you know, hold off a little bit longer and just kind of, you know, chill out with me. And uh, we'll have a good time. Everyone, that's what I got for you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting this show as always. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. If you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call Stevie's my dad or go to homeprideoregon.com. He'll take care of you. Cuts by Q, our good friends. They've got a fresh, snappy, and new haircut for you. Uh, call me up. Uh, and, uh, of course, the Samsung Q2U series. Thank you for this crisp new microphone, although I paid you for it, so you're welcome. Uh, when God speaks, he uses the Samsung. When Quinn speaks... Hopefully you have a good time. Uh, email us, beantompodcast.yahoo.com, beantompodcast.yahoo.com, or go to beantompodcast.com. And you know what? Maybe maybe you know spend five minutes this week digging into the archives. Find an old Beantown blog post you like. And uh, I don't know. Read it out loud at the supper table, whatever you want to do. I, I don't you know ask questions. This was 11122021, this close to a binary date on uh, the Beantown Podcast today, but we'll have to wait another, uh, what, 80-some years until we get the chance at that. Hey, I'll still be going, okay? Like, how many how many 107-year-olds out there do you know that have a podcast? Pretty cool, okay? That's going to be fun. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm done. Let's get our outro music going. I hope you have a great week. Stay safe, stay warm, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye.